0: Welcome to a special edition of And the Band Played On.
1: Wait, why is this so special, Sarah?
0: Because, Brian, this is the Home Nut episode.
1: Wow, this is huge. I know. This has been a long time coming. No kidding.
0: Uh, I think you want to talk all about it, but first let's listen, because the music is the most important part.
1: Okay, fine. was amazing. Totally. Now, can we explain what Home Nut is? Uh, where do we start? Should we do the short or long version of the story?
0: Well, uh, the short version would be something like, since Orchestra Next couldn't play Nutcracker in the pit this year, which is something we've done every year in Eugene since 2012,
1: we asked our musicians to record their parts at home. Sounds simple enough, Right. It wasn't. No, it wasn't.
0: But it kind of worked.
1: You're right, but holy moly.
0: Every production we've ever done has sort of been... Nuts. And every time we finish a project, we think we're... Nuts. And so, in a way, Home Nut is just a part of the Orkstranex tradition. Nuts. I think you're getting it. Let's listen to more.
1: Okay then, this is the overture to Act 2.
0: Wow, that was awesome.
1: Are you ready for the long version of the story?
0: I feel like we haven't even made it to the end of the story yet, but sure, let's do it.
1: So to really understand the idea of Home Nut, we have to go back to January of 2020. At that point, Orchestra Next was looking at an extraordinary year.
0: Extraordinary in a good way. Our season was packed with more shows than we'd ever had in our history.
1: We had shows with the ballet, opera, theater, even athletics. Then March came. And the entire performing arts industry started getting shut down.
0: It all happened really fast and all of our shows got canceled.
1: And to put the cancellations into perspective, the amount of canceled contracts that we got in March and April was equal to about 90% of our annual budget from the previous year.
0: We knew things were changing radically for the season and we knew that we had to pivot And so we did.
1: We started this podcast.
0: Which allowed us to continue paying all of our musicians, highlighting them individually.
1: And we started the On Academy.
0: Which allowed us to keep our education program going without our normal activities.
1: But pivoting in these ways wasn't enough, and we knew it.
0: We had a slight problem
1: on the horizon. The Nutcracker.
0: Our listeners might be wondering, why is Nutcracker so important to us?
1: Well, it's part sentimental and part practical.
0: Sentimental?
1: Yeah. Uh, Orchestra Next made its debut with The Nutcracker. We do all sorts of shows every year, but The Nutcracker feels like, uh, I don't know, our heart? Is that too cheesy? Mm, definitely. Explain the practical part. Okay, fine. From a business perspective, The Nutcracker is what we are known for, and we've been doing it every year since 2012 with the Eugene Ballet at the Holt Center. So we couldn't just give up this year and not be part of the Nutcracker.
0: Okay, I get it. The show must go on. But wait, back in April, the Nutcracker hadn't been canceled yet.
1: We knew that even if it wasn't canceled, the ballet and the halt Center would need to figure out ways to keep the number of people in the hall to a minimum.
0: Like pods of chairs all spread out? Right. But 55 people crammed into the pit?
1: Unfortunately... That would be the first and easiest thing to cut.
0: It might even be the smartest thing to cut, but nobody was talking about it yet.
1: Nope, nobody was talking about it.
0: Weird that no one was talking about it, but we knew we'd be cut.
1: We knew we'd be cut.
0: So we did the next logical thing?
1: Right. We went nuts. We figured they're going to have an audience and they're going to have dancers dancing to a recording.
0: But to a recording that wasn't Orchestra Next, because we haven't recorded it. Yet. And so we thought, let's just ask our musicians to record their parts from home.
1: It shouldn't be too hard to piece it all together.
0: Maybe we should listen to more music.
1: But there's so much more of the story to tell, Sarah.
0: I know, Brian, but my head hurts already, and I know what's coming.
1: Fine. Let's listen to Chocolate. What you? solo. What are you talking about? You sound great. And it's also too late. Too bad. So sad.
0: I can't believe that everybody recorded their parts from home.
1: Totally. Let's talk about how it all went down.
0: Well, at first, we asked our principal musicians to record the entire Nutcracker from home.
1: The whole thing? That's like a 100
0: minutes of music. I don't know what we were thinking.
1: Me either. And a few people actually recorded... Everything, before we realized just how enormous of a task this was.
0: But then we got a little smarter.
1: I think you're being generous.
0: Thanks, I know. But then we scaled it back a bit.
1: That's right. We came up with three categories. Low priority, medium priority.
0: And high priority.
1: In other words...
0: We were going to focus on the high priority and abandon everything else.
1: Because it was just too much.
0: But it was all still worth it.
1: Wait, why?
0: Well, because we paid everybody and that was our priority from the beginning.
1: Right. We needed a project that would allow us to pay our musicians.
0: And we used, uh, money from that thing. What was it called?
1: The PPP loan from the federal government.
0: That's weird. You mean our federal government-sponsored home nut?
1: Well, yeah, uh, I I guess that's correct.
0: That is far
1: out. But it wasn't just the federal government that made HomeNut possible. Truly.
0: We had so much more financial support from folks in our community.
1: We did. And the Oregon Humanities Center helped make it possible for our SAIL students to be involved. Our supporters, who believe in what we're doing, helped keep our organization afloat during this catastrophe. And our board! Can we talk about our board?
0: Definitely! We are so fortunate to have a board that is supportive and encouraging.
1: We are so lucky. They helped so much.
0: We simply could not have done anything this year without them.
1: Let's listen to more.
0: Okay. How about some coffee? Mm. So all these musicians recorded...
1: Using whatever mics they had. It was a real DIY kind of thing.
0: And it was a lot of musicians. First, our principals recorded, 19 of them.
1: We got some of our sales students to record over the summer as well. Sale ON is our summer program for high school musicians.
0: And then in the fall, as usual, we held our annual auditions for our
1: mentorship program. And those student musicians recorded...
0: Yeah, there were 40 student musicians, mostly from Oregon, but from as far away as California, Ohio, Texas, Colorado, Illinois, and Puerto Rico.
1: So in total, around 60 musicians recorded their parts and sent them to us.
0: And that's when the real madness started.
1: So many files.
0: So many files.
1: I think it was something like a thousand audio files that we got. That is nuts. Completely nuts. Irresponsibly nuts. And then we collected all these files in... roughly the right spots. Which was a chore on its own.
0: Yes, it was. Because everybody recorded with different equipment and different settings, and just figuring out where people were hearing beat one was surprisingly tricky.
1: But once we got things roughed out, we then gave them to our principal sound engineer, Lance Miller who then split them up for the three student sound engineers who we had this year.
0: Those three sound engineers got to work organizing, editing, matching tracks, mixing, panning, all to make it sound like we were all playing together in the pit. And then they gave the files back to Lance, who polished them up.
1: And then back to us for our own neurotic polishing. Uh, Let's not talk about that part. Okay, okay, fine. But we have to talk about the other big problem that came up.
0: Haven't we covered enough big problems?
1: Well, there was a really big problem that happened for this project.
0: (laughs) Which one was that?
1: Remember that we were going to include all these tracks for the live show at the Halt? Only just weeks ago, that live show got canceled.
0: Cancellations on cancellations, man.
1: Exactly. And our big home nut plan, which we thought was a super creative solution, just kind of went up in smoke. And it's hard to explain but it had everything to do with Tempe.
0: It came down to Tempe?
1: Part of the genius of Home Nut was that we used the exact Tempe from the recordings that the ballet used on the road when they couldn't play with a live orchestra.
0: But they weren't going to use that recording they used on the road?
1: No, they decided on streaming the show from 2018.
0: The 2018 show, as good as it was, was live, so that means that, well, all the tempi were different.
1: Every show's tempi are slightly different, because, you know, we're not robots.
0: This is getting complicated, and the word tempi is starting to sound weird.
1: Oh, there's so much more. Every day got more complicated.
0: Okay, okay, but let's just fast forward to the end of this drama, please. Fine. So...
1: In the end, the ballet's Nutcracker is virtual this year. The audience is going to hear our live performance from 2018, and they're also going to hear the overture from this crazy Home Nut project.
0: What I love about this is that the audience is going to hear two orchestra nexts
1: in one show. (laughs) Ha ha. Okay, enough with the drama. I want to hear more music.
0: Let's listen to the Cavalier's variation of the Pas des
1: It sounds surprisingly good.
0: I actually can't believe that it all came together.
1: You know what's crazy? What? All this time and effort to make us sound like we were playing together, when, in reality, we were all just playing alone in our homes.
0: Don't get me wrong. I, I love this project and how it sounds, but I think that there's something about this that makes me miss playing live even more than I already did.
1: I know what you mean. I also love Nut but it makes me realize all the nuance that happens when we're all sitting next to each other, feeling everybody's gestures and phrases.
0: Phyllis Helland, one of our board members, said that there's magic in live that just doesn't happen in a computer.
1: I couldn't agree more.
0: But I think there's also something incredibly moving about Home Nut. What's that? These musicians, that they not only agreed to do this crazy project, but they went after it and did an incredible job.
1: They invested so much time and energy, It's a recording that is unlike anything else. Maybe it even captures the sound of quarantine a little or something.
0: I just wish we could be playing all together.
1: Totally. We all wish we could be playing together.
0: In a way, this was the only way that we could play together.
1: When I was getting into the editing a little on my own, zeroing in on a musician here or there, there were many times that, well, I felt a lot. Just hearing everybody up close... As the conductor, I don't usually hear anybody up that close. And it was really moving.
0: So we can't play together this year for the first time in nine years, but I'm so grateful to have been able to hear all of these tunes made by our musicians.
1: And I just want to say how grateful I am to all of them for making this happen. It has been a crazy year. And yet the band played on. So now we've come to the last piece.
0: One of my favorites.
1: Sugar Plum. And it's really distinctive because you won't hear a Choleste.
0: Instead, ha Chu is playing her piano.
1: Of course. Who has a Choleste in their home?
0: We sincerely hope you all have enjoyed the Home Nut.
1: And we hope to see you live next year.
0: If you'd like to get more information about this nutty project, including the list of all of our musicians, just go to orxtranext.com.
1: You can even stream the Home Nut music there without hearing us talk about it.
0: A big thank you to everyone involved.
1: Yes, thank you so, so much to everyone, and happy holidays.
0: Please enjoy this final movement of Home Nut, The Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy.